You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all. Jewelry that makes you feel like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite, with just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease hell i suck at dating with dean vanessa and jared an iHeartRadio podcast hello hello thank you so much for joining us on another episode of help i suck at dating my name is dean unglert and i am alone without my co-host today in studio of course joined in studio by the producers mark easton our lovely tori danielle is over there without a microphone i don't know if she's going to be tuning in at all but uh, we've got a very special episode for you guys this week. Obviously, we have Bachelor in Paradise airing. Obviously, I am on that show, so we might as well talk a little bit about that. Uh, Tori, who always has the most interesting dating dilemmas. I don't know exactly why, but we're going to dive into your dating life a little bit. Not not why we're going to dive into, but why you always have the most interesting dating dilemmas. I don't think it's very interesting. I think you make them interesting because you always think, you're not on a date and... You're, you suck at dating. I think you just overthink everything. Anyways, I'm excited to, to dive into that a little bit with you later on. Um, we might call Jared, who's on his honeymoon somewhere in Greece, but we probably won't be I'm able to. I'm told that may not be happening because he's on a plane right now. Oh, I see. Okay. So he so, might not land in time. Where's but, Vanessa? Uh, where is Vanessa, Romo? The MIA. Silver Fox? Not sure. Uh, she's in the Silver Fox. Somewhere with I did see that they attended a wedding. Oh, So see. maybe they're on a yeah, plane, Vanessa too. Yeah, looking amazing at that wedding, too. Anyways, Speaking on- of looking amazing, I just have to say, Dean, <laughs> that I'm critical of your appearance sometimes. All the time. I didn't like... <laughs> to be honest, dude. It's working today. It's Thank really you. working. Dean's got a... What kind of hat is that? What would you call that? Uh, it's a bucket hat, I would suppose, right? Like, a, like an Outback hat. Yeah. Kind of like an Outback hat. Yeah, yeah, it's got the rim all the way around. Mm-hmm. I need something like that for hiking. Anyway, he's got longer hair. Mm-hmm. That looks good. He's got a tan going on. He's clean shaven. 
it's working for me, and I think the viewers of the Bachelor in Paradise reunion are in for a real treat. Yes, so I just got back from Croatia, so I'm sporting a nice bronze tan. <laughs> and uh, clean shaven. We actually have our. We're filming our Bachelor in Paradise reunion show, and so I wanted to go in with like a clean shaven look. I'm pretty fortunate to just be got have gotten back from Croatia. Might be nice and tan. I am now. I have not bought an outfit yet. My car picks me up in about three hours. And uh, sorry, Jojo distracted me over there. <laughs> car picks me up in about three hours after I get off of this podcast. I haven't even gone to the store to buy anything because I don't own dress clothes, which is what you're supposed to be wearing at these reunions, right? What have you worn to previous re- reunions? Like suits and dress shirts. But you don't own a suit anymore? No, I threw them all away when I moved into a van. Oh, yet. sure. Why, why so. would I keep those Silly things? Me. <laughs> so this is my plan. And let me actually, let me question the ethics on this because this is what I'm going to do. With, whether it's ethical or unethical, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go to Nordstrom, buy a nice suit, oh, buy a geez. nice shirt, buy a nice uh, bow tie, maybe wear a bolo tie. I don't know exactly yet. Keep the tags on. Wear it and then just return it the next day. I don't think that is ethical. Is that really unethical? I think that's bad. I think that's borderline theft. No way. You're definitely not the first person to have ever done that, though. I've done it before. Yeah, I've done oh. it before, too. Yeah. Maybe we haven't talked about it publicly on podcasts, but... Eh. I don't know. I don't love it. I feel like plus you're using it on television. That's an extra level of theft, I think. So, so I've done it before on for the tel- for a reunion show. Like yeah. last, I think for the Winter Games reunion, I, I oh, bought like well a, like a nine hundred dollars suit jacket. Which, oh. What the heck do I need a nine hundred dollars suit jacket for? <laughs> so I wore it. It looked amazing. I brought it back to the same Nordstrom, and I was so scared that they were going to like recognize me and be like, "Wait a second, <laughs> we know what you're doing right now." <laughs> but a jacket? How do they police that? Because a jacket's not going to get all sweaty necessarily. You've got a shirt on in between, and possibly even an undershirt. Right. So what's why does that become unethical then? To wear the jacket when it's just going to be dry cleaned and put right back up on. That's the one. Dory just pulled it up. That's Oh, sure. That's a rental, huh? No. The American oh, yeah, tie. The quote unquote rental. Tie? It was a bachelor. American. Yeah, because we were, oh. it was like uh, the Olympics theme. Got it. Got yeah. it. Easton? When you were doing the, the was this men tell all from Rachel Lindsay's season? Yes. That's, a, that's a Ryan Seacrest distinction uh, jacket, yes. isn't it? The so camo for, one? For the men tell all, I wore a Ryan Seacrest distinction jacket, and that was a hit. I remember he gave me two jackets. Well, Amy through him gave me two jackets, right? <laughs> One of them was like this like pretty plain gray with like a black lapel. And then there was this camo one, which who's not going to wear the camo? Like obviously the camo one's a little bit more out there. It's badass, man. And I took a poll on my Twitter. I was like, which one of these jackets should I wear? And by a landslide, the gray one won. It was like not even like 95% to 5% the gray jacket won. And I was like, okay, obviously I'm going to wear the one that didn't win, the poll. And I, I really appreciated the look. I thought it looked good. Um, what are we talking about? Well, to be honest, when you said that you're going to record for Bachelor in Paradise, the reunion, uh-huh. my stomach turned. Why? Tell me. It's I'm stressed. Okay, so we are three weeks into Paradise. I think we're four, maybe five, four. Four weeks. We're oh yeah, you're right. Four. This is the week week four of Paradise. Mm-hmm. Why are you stressed? Oh my gosh, Dean. Tell me. The birthday cake. What? The reassuring Kaylin, we're together, and then you pull her aside after the rose ceremony, and now I'm just left on a cliffhanger. What did you do? Because well, you haven't seen Tuesday's episode yet. Well, we can't. It's not Tuesday yet. You're right. And so you're going to have to see what happens tomorrow, but you're saying you're not confident in what's going to unfold? Is that what you're saying? I'm like stressed that you may have to see Kaylin tomorrow. What do you mean? Oh, at the reunion show. Yes, because I don't know how this is going to end, but I'm guessing from your track record, it's not going to end the best. And <laughs> I am sick. I'm, I'm sorry, but my stomach's turning. I will say it, it was funny that you texted me when you were watching this episode. I did. Because like you obviously know how everything's going to turn out. And so you're like, Dean, I'm stressed out right now. I don't know what's going on. And I was like, well, just wait, because it's probably going to get a little bit worse. You you said <laughs> it's like a, you did say that you said 
oh, that's a bummer because it's probably going to get worse yeah. for you. Or something. And I was like, oh, my heart can't handle this on a Saturday. It's like but. that Batman quote. It's always darkest just before the dawn. But let me assure you, the dawn is coming and things are going to get a lot. Well, maybe get a lot brighter. We'll see. Anyways. There's a lot more going on in paradise besides me and my stupid antics, right? Yeah, but we'll get back to that. Back to the, my antics? Yeah, I still need to know more. Okay, sure. I mean, I'm happy to fill you in as much as I can. Okay. By the way, that quote is from Thomas Fuller from 1650. That's not a Batman. They use oh, it in Batman. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. It goes back a long way. Okay, well, thank you for the... <laughs> you know, uh, when they do... Um, Oh, like around the horn or something like that. And at the very end, they do all the things that they got wrong. That's basically what that is. <laughs> that's in real exactly time, right, yes. okay, you're fact-checking me as we go. That's, that's great. Thank you so much. Um, Tori, what other storylines from Bachelor in Paradise are you most interested in right now? Well, do you know what I'm so confused and I would love to know more of? Why don't we see any of Mike and Sydney's love story? Like, they keep doing, like, cartwheels on the beach, and that's all we get. We see no dialogue between the two no of them. No dialogue. And then they get the rose, and it's, like, solidified. Everyone knows that. Maybe there's just not that much, like, drama developing between them. Are they actually in love? Like, I wish I could be more attached to them, but I'm not. Um, knowing both of them personally, they have, like, conflicting personalities. Mm. Not in a bad way, but, you mm -hmm. know, like, opposites attract Opposite, sometimes. Yeah. And I think that they were just, like, a slow-moving couple. Sydney, I know, in past relationships, has moved really slowly. And Mike is, like, kind of a guy that, like, you know, he's, I don't know, he... He like reads like erotic novels and he's like into that kind of did stuff. Did you say erotic novels? I did. I said that. You saw him read an erotic novel on a, the beach? He brought an erotic novel to the beach, which is fine. Like that's that's perfectly fine. <laughs> like, wait a minute. What are we talking about here? Like Fifty Shades or like one of those Harlequin romances with a shirtless guy in the front? Let me ask you this. If you went to a bookstore, would you find Fifty Shades of Grey in the erotic novel section? Oh, or would you, section. would you find it in the romance section? Because I think Fifty Shades is more romance than erotic. That's true. Couldn't like Twilight almost be two? It could be, of course, but that's a book that you'd also find in like drama or sci-fi or romance. So would young adult be kind of associated with that? Young adult's its own thing. That's separate. I'm saying there is a section in every bookstore that goes by erotic novel and none of those are going to be uh, bestsellers, quote unquote, like uh, Fifty Shades or like a Twilight. So these are more graphic than those other ones. Again, I didn't read the book. Uh -huh. I saw the cover. Do you have an author? I, I wish I had the photographic <laughs> memory to pull it back. What did the cover look like that? It was just, it was an erotic novel. I don't, I don't want to make a bigger deal out of it because <laughs> well, I feel bad. But were there nude people on the cover of the book? Mm. It was like a hot and sensual, like yeah. still of. I will say, I recently got one of these uh, about a cowboy, oh. and uh, they look like just like kind of normal, like sexy book on the cover. But if you read them, those things get very graphic. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. You I can give it a target. I will, I will say, I read this book once when I was uh, like 19 years old. It's like the first novel I ever read, like willingly, not like not assigned by school. Yeah, you know, I was not much of a reader when I was a kid, mind you. And it was a it was a stupid book. It was called The Game by Neil Strauss, which is just like you guys know who Neil Strauss is. It's basically a book, like a fictional book about how to go and like pick up women. Oh, okay. Oh, like, I've heard of this. And like how yeah. these guys like go out and like use magic tricks and peacock and neg and all these things to like get women to like hook up with them. Wow. Horrible book. Don't, this is I explaining so much about you. I was you. 19 years old. This is explaining no, so I much get about it. you. And I get it. It was referred to me by a friend. Um, anyways, the point is I was reading it one day when I was at work as a bellman at a hotel. So like I'm standing, moving around, but I had some downtime. So I was reading it and they, they got uh, graphic with one of the scenes, like one of the uh, physical scenes that they had and I was like reading it and I was like holy cow this is getting hot and heavy like I started to feel parts on me tingle that I didn't want to have tingling while I was working 
And I can only imagine if there was a book dedicated to eroticism, I would be just losing my absolute mind the entire time. You know what I mean? Because I've got a very vivid imagination. Okay. <laughs> and this is what Mike read, likes to read on the beach. Yeah. Oh yeah. Back to the original point. Yeah. Yes. Wow. <laughs> he was. He was. And again, no disrespect. Like obviously, you know, you do. You get your kicks however you can. But I'm just saying the uh, the dichotomy between him and Sydney is like he was this guy that that read those books, and Sydney is like a very uh, reserved conservative woman who like dates very slowly, takes some time to even kiss someone. And so I'm wondering like if maybe the relationship blossoms later on in the series or I'm sorry, mm-hmm. the season, because it just like hasn't necessarily gotten to that point yet. But, but so yes, and to each their own and, and good for him. But if you're a woman and you find this out about a new guy you're seeing, right. is that a red flag that he reads erotic novels? Well, I was going to ask that about you. Would it be weird if somebody was reading like a 50 shades of gray? Cause that's very, no, no. Cause everybody read that. But that's still very like explicit points. And you yeah, but it's different because guys like women who are into that sort of thing. That mm. would be a plus, I think, for a man, what? wouldn't it? Really? I don't know. I think that I I think it goes both ways. I actually have dated a girl in the past where she was like kind of into that stuff a lot, and I first I was like that's pretty cool, but then by like a little later on, I was like, oh, well, is that cool? I don't know anymore. I'm kind of second guessing it. Wait, she was into the 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 like the the stuff that they talk about in Fifty Shades, or just she was into books like that. Into the books like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. Because that that's that, that's a red flag if, if girl takes you home and shows you her leather strap collection. That can be intimidating. <laughs> it would be fun for like a short amount of time, and then you'd be like, okay, <laughs> this isn't long. This is actually turning out to be a personality trait, not just like a one off sort of thing. You know what but I mean? It's better than if he has like a subscription to Hustler magazine, isn't it? Wouldn't it be a step mm, above that? I do agree with that. I don't even or know what a, Hustler magazine like is. Playboy or porn, something. like oh, a hardcore okay. Playboy. Well, I'm glad I don't know what that is then. You know. Or a porn collection. Like I feel like erotic novels are a step up from those things. You're still getting like your literature into. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's. Right. Only positive, I guess. But your vocabulary is expanding in a very different and unique right. way. You're saying they're all kind of in the same bubble. I kind of think that. Okay. I, I bet you Dirty Talk is off the charts, though. No? He would be very well-versed in Dirty yeah, Talk. <laughs> if you look at his Twitter, he says some, he has some funny tweets, too, Mike, where he goes, he goes, man... I, w- I want to pull some. I'm going to pull some tweets up real quick. Let's take a. Let's take a. Before we do that, let's take a quick break, and uh, I'll get back to that. When was the last time you really slept great? Isn't it the strangest thing? We'll try just about anything to sleep better when it actually could just be time for a new mattress. If you aren't getting the quality sleep you deserve, I recommend you guys giving a try to the Sleep Number bed, the very same bed I have in my van. It's absolutely phenomenal. Right now at Sleep Number stores, it's the biggest sale of the year. All beds are on sale, and queen mattresses start at only $8.99. Wish your mattress could be firmer or softer? That's what the Sleep Number bed is famous for. You can adjust each side so it's just right for both you and your partner. How about a bed that helps keep you asleep? The Sleep Number 360 smart bed senses your movements and automatically adjusts so you're effortlessly comfortable all night long. Will you love it? Just ask J.D. Power. Sleep Number has been ranked number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses. For 2018 award information, visit JDPower.com. Get your own. I am a number 50, and I have not gotten a better night's sleep since finding that out for myself. Come in during the biggest sale of the year, and for a limited time, save 50%. That number cannot be real, but it says it right here. 50% on a Sleep Number 360 limited edition smart bed. You'll only find Sleep Number at one of their 575 Sleep Number stores nationwide, and you can find a store nearest you at sleepnumber.com slash dean. What's that website again? Sleepnumber.com slash dean. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, 
Well, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey and right now save over 30 percent on smart metabolic burn at getsmartburn.com the lowest price anywhere that's getsmartburn.com don't delay transform your life with smart metabolic burn from brain md these statements have not been evaluated by the food and drug administration our products are not intended to diagnose treat cure or prevent any disease this is ashley iconetti from the ben and ashley i almost famous podcast The state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at a historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Okay, so during that break, I was able to find one tweet. I thought there were more. There might be some uh, buried down there. But he said he tweets, I want to text someone freaky things every now and then. Shruggy emoji. Oh, wow. Which again, is it, it isn't bad, but it's like, that's is that something you should be tweeting? Probably not. I don't think so, no. Do you think that hurts his chances at all? The fact that we don't have really have a storyline with him or he's like tweeting these things. Do you think that means he's probably not going to be The Bachelor? Because we're not really attached to his storyline. But people were excited about him as a popular ba- but like a possible Colton bachelor. and Nick's, we were like attached to their storyline. We were feeling every emotion they were, and we don't, we don't really have that with Mike. He is kind of moving behind the scenes this season. And I wonder, yeah, I mean, you're right. You don't really see a bachelor get plucked out of paradise unless they're like a polarizing figure from that season. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like Mike really is that figure it this season. It doesn't. Do you think Derek could be the bachelor? I personally don't think he could be. Okay, why? But, uh, but I see a lot of people... Uh, pulling for him to be the bachelor. Okay, but why? I don't think he has the ability to like command a room as a bachelor should. Like, I don't think he's gonna like walk into a room full of thirty women and all those thirty women are gonna be like, "Damn, I want to date this guy." You know what I mean? Although to 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 uh, rebuttal my own point, I have gotten a few texts over the past like four days alone from like three different of my girlfriends, and they all have been asking me to set them up with Derek. Mm-hmm. What do you say when they say that? I say he is. Trying to date someone on television right now, so let's give the guy a little bit of space. <laughs> and I also say that uh, I don't know, like I don't necessarily, I'm not good enough friends with Derek to be like, okay, cool, like let me cut, let me connect you two. Do you like setting your friends up? No. Why? 
Actually, so I just spent, like, like I said earlier, I just spent a week in Croatia. Yeah, those boys were cute. Yeah, Ludo and Lau are very cute. What are you guys talking about over there? I was just trying to figure out who the one is you're talking about that Derek wants to date. Because I know he went out with Steph oh, Pratt Taysha. a few times. Oh, Taysha. I Taysha see. has now expressed interest in Derek. Mm-hmm. And so... And I'll be honest, down on that beach, I thought that Taysha and Derek were a good match. Because Derek is like a mature, well-put-together gentleman. Taysha is, I feel like, like she's looking for someone like that. Mm-hmm. And so like the Taysha-JPJ dynamic was a little different. And then the Taysha-Derek dynamic just made a lot more sense to me. People mm-hmm. like Derek. Are you on the Derek train, Tori? I, I do like Derek. See, I think you might be wrong about Derek. I think he might be commanding Look, the room. I'm not, I'm not saying... I don't think he commands a room. I'm not saying I dislike Derek but by I any means. But I do like him. I'm not saying I dislike Derek by any means. He's a nice guy. Um, I think that he, when he eventually finds his person, he's going to be a great match for that person. I just don't think that, like I said earlier, there's going to be 30 women like salivating, standing at a, ro- at a rose ceremony like, Dan, please give me a rose. Please give me a rose. I, like, I want to end up with you. Like they would with like a Tyler C or like a Peter, uh, the pilot, or... I Even Mike, to an extent. You think Pilot Pete commands a room? I think he's like he has the presence where he's like good looking, successful in his own right. He's like confident and kind of quirky, and I think that women like see him. Tori, I would imagine you would probably see him in person and like kind of like gush and be like, "Oh Wait, my god, Pilot Pete!" Yes, one hundred percent. Judging by what you've told it's... me about the things that you like in guys and how you fall First for guys, of all, I think we're probably about the same height. He's tall. He's probably. I, don't think, as, so. I think he's as tall as me. He looks about like five nine, five no, ten. Dude, Everyone always comes up to me in person and they say, oh my gosh, you're so much taller in person. I guarantee you he's at least six feet tall. Okay, you cheat. Okay, but we take an inch off whatever it says online. Well, the the online biography says he's 5'11". Ooh, so he's 5'10". Short. What does my online biography say? Okay, stand by. How tall are you, Tori? I'm 5'10 and three quarters. Wow. So, so you, got a so you have a high standard for how so tall a guy is. I would have to shrink three-fourths down to kiss him. I think Derek might be under six foot. It says you're 6'2". Yeah. That's accurate. Yeah, so that's 6'1". Six six but in reality, I'm 6'1 and a half. See? I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> you always take an inch I'm 6'1 and a half and my license is 6'2". Oh, Ladies, anytime a guy has a height on Bumble or their dating profile, always take an inch off. Well, if they're putting it on Bumble, I put take like three inches Let's off. Look, can we look up Derek's height oh, yeah. real quick too? Derek Derek's height? Sure, I'd be happy to. I think he's taller than me. No, I think he's like no, under he's, six foot. Because when we were all in Napa together, I'm pretty sure he was taller. Hmm. I know Mike's like six five. Uh, six three for Derek. Oh, that is not true Wait, at all. What? Wait, <laughs> According what? to this, it's he, six, three. he knows someone at Google or something because that is a falsified number. <laughs> okay, did you just admit that you falsified your number too? By a half an inch, you round up. Still counts. He's not six two and a half. I tower over him whenever I stand next to him. <laughs> a white lie and a lie are all the same thing. So you're telling me right now you want Derek to be the next bachelor. I would actually be maybe more intrigued with his storyline than Pilot Pete. Why? I just feel like we've seen kind of all of Pilot Pete that we've needed to see. Um, And you want to see more of Derek? Because like we met the parents, we saw their sex life. Like like, there's really nothing hidden about him where I'm kind of like, I've seen it all with Derek. I'm like, I could definitely need layers peeled back for you. I guess I could see Derek uh, having like better conversations with the women. Again, I just think that a bachelor season is more about the caddy female drama between them, like trying to like pine over each other to get to the guy. Yeah. And I think that women would be like fighting tooth and nail harder to get to Peter than they would to Derek. Well, I was going to ask you this because you said you think that Pilot P is attractive and would command the room and girls would be, you know, wanting to talk and get to know him more. Mm-hmm. Do you think Derek's attractive? Um, he's not my type. <laughs> he has blue eyes, just like you. He's not my type. White teeth. I don't know if I like the 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 scruff very much. Okay, says the mustache. That's not that's not scruff. That's a mustache. It's, is he your type? 
Well, he looks like John Krasinski. Is that how you say? Yeah, I think that's a good thing. So, in every woman loves John John Krasinski. No, every woman does. Maybe it's just because I know Derek and I've hung out with him multiple times. And like, once you start to hang out with people, you and that's another thing too. Probably why I have a lot more for Peter is because there's like a mystery or like an allure of someone that you don't know on a personal level. Pilot Pete. I've never met Pete in person. I've hung out with Derek many, many times, and so I just like I know him too well to be like, oh, okay, like you should do this. But with Peter, like, I don't know much about him. So I'm just like projecting how I think he would do as a bachelor into my, like into existence. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, but I will say, no, he's not my type. If I were to like get super drunk and just, uh, uh, what's the word? If I were just to like, you know, go all out one night and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go for it. I'm going to find a dude and I'm just going right. to dig in, mm-hmm. make out with him, see where we go. Who knows? Like the, the, the night is our oyster. It wouldn't be Derek. Who would it be? Tyler C. <laughs> Oh my yeah, that name ready to go. Wow. Or Pete. I don't know. Pilot Pete, I would be into it too. Or Peter for my season. Or Alex B for my season. There are a lot of dudes that I'd be willing to get down and dirty with. The Peter from your season has like major scruff and blue eyes, right? He's got green eyes. What is going on? Is there something going on between you and Derek that you just need to maybe let out? No, I mean... There's not. We actually, what's funny is when I walked down to the beach the first time, I saw him because there was like, I don't know, I don't want to call it beef, but like Taylor Nolan and I are like friends, you know? Oh, I didn't know that. And it's like whenever you see here one side, like there's always three sides to the stories but after breakups, like obviously exes are never going to really speak very highly of each other. Right. I'm not saying like she ever spoke negatively of him, but um, I don't know. It's just, it was like a tricky situation. You and Kaylin are shown a lot with PDA and always being off together and doing your own thing. But who was like the guy you would confide in most when you're at Bachelor in Paradise besides Wells? Um, like who was your guy friend? I mean, they're all my friends. But who did you spend time with outside of Kalen? I didn't really like confide in any, I didn't need to confide in anyone. I wasn't like struggling down there. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Like my producer friend Bill was down there. I guess I can find no, him. No, I want to know who you hung out with because it was really just you and Kalen the whole time. Dylan, I hung out with Dylan a lot. How is Dylan? Is he's, he as great as everyone says? Do you like Dylan? Because I think that a lot of people kind of think he's like kind of naggy and complainy. But he's great. I love him. Our producer, Danielle, is obsessed with Dylan. So you got to take that up with her. You don't like him? Mm. No, I'm sorry. I think you misheard. I said I love him. I'm obsessed with him. I'm rooting so hardcore for Dylan. Dylan and the Hannah G love story. Yes, I live for it. It's my favorite thing I'm watching on Paradise this year or the season. Um, there's something so sweet about him. Yes, he's very pure. Yeah, he's so pure and his intentions are there and Hannah just needs to just go with it. Which it looks like she's she's finally starting to totally focus on it. Danielle's also biased because everyone thinks that her husband looks like Dylan. They have the same hair, that's about it. The coiffed up and like the short on the sides. (laughs) Correct. It's great hair. And he is hilarious too. Like he you don't really get to see a lot of his humor because he's constantly like kind of being upset about the whole Hannah and Blake situation or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. But he's like a hilarious dude. And like his humor is very like it's very similar to mine, like very self deprecating, very like I don't want, I don't know how to say this. He was like, he's like openly like, oh yeah, I'd make out with that dude for sure. Or like Mike's so hot. I'd make out with him. You know, and I always respect, I actually love that. I always respect a guy whose humor is like, he's comfortable enough with himself to be like, oh yeah, like I totally make out with that dude. Like jokingly, but like still like you take, it takes a lot to say. You guys think about that. Like that guy's pretty attractive. If I were to maybe hook up with a guy, I would hook up with him. No. Dean had a list of five people. I mean, (laughs) clearly he's thought about this. I I made out with a couple dudes in Croatia. What's the list of five people? Hold on. Hold on. Tyler C. Peter, Alex Peter. What? You made out with guys in Croatia. Yeah, like closed mouth, extended uh, time kisses. Like a joking thing or like a, a cultural thing? 
like a joking fun, oh, no. like we're all partying. So you've never uh, kissed a guy in a non-joking manner? No, is that bad? No, not at all. Oh. I'm just clarifying because I, I I agree. It's funny to talk about for whatever reason. There's never any tongue. It's always just like, you know, like nice little cute pecs. Yeah. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Did you feel a little tingly thing down there? Like when I was reading that book? No, I didn't. But I don't know. Maybe I should try a little harder. Wait, they were all sitting at, around the campfire talking about their worst first kiss. Everyone on this week's episode, and they all said it was Colton. Yeah, not. I'm not going to ask you if you kiss Colton, but I do want to know who. Do you have a worst kiss? Like, does everyone? Do you think everybody has a bad kiss? And I, I'm probably a lot bad. of people's worst kiss. <gasps> Get out of here. Probably. Yeah. Sorry. Why do you say that with such confidence? Yeah. Well, I know my first kiss was very embarrassing because I'd never done it before. And How I'm old were you? Uh, Fifteen, which okay. is uh, a little old for a first kiss. No. And I was. I kept going. Like I was making a noise, like the whole room could hear it. It was there were other couples in Wait, the room. Wait, where were you? A, a friend's basement. We were watching a movie. It was like three couples watching Classic. a movie, and everybody was making out. And then the noise happened, and that was from me. Nice. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like you have a complex about it now. <laughs> it's still, it's still <laughs> a little embarrassing. Adult. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Tor? A bad kiss. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Let's hear it. A a lot of tongue. Mm-hmm. It was like overwhelming. Sometimes I still like cringe about it. Why? It was just too much tongue? It was just one of those things where he was already such like a presence where you could just be more delicate in your kiss. And he definitely was not. Mm. It was just like so much tongue. And I think they think they try to do something to like stimulate the girl. And you're like, no. Yeah. Mm -mm. Actually, I just remember my worst kiss. And it was very similar to that. It was like uh, a tongue being like used as like a torpedo or like a spear. (laughs) Yeah. Like you have like so many muscles in your tongue. You don't need to use every single one of them when you're making out with someone. You know what I mean? I just remembered one from uh, high school, actually. she was, I, I don't think she'd kissed a lot of guys before me. And so when we kissed, she literally just opened her mouth as wide as she possibly could. Oh, just, no. Oh. And I wasn't sure what to do with that. Also, the hitting the teeth. <laughs> the teeth, yeah. I bet you that Eason has hard. a pretty good story. Uh, well, I mean, though, I feel like I'm a lot of people's bad kisses, too. But, but, but um, this, uh, I, I think I told this on Scrubbing In or some other podcast. But um, this one woman I uh, tried to make out with, she did this thing where she kept her face far away from mine mm-hmm. and she would trace my lips with her tongue mm. and she never like made contact she There's just never kept lip doing on that. lip it was always tongue to lip yeah it felt like she was like trying to come in for a landing or something and like clearing it's <laughs> clearing space but uh and my, so in that instance she was the bad kisser she was a bad kiss yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. was my worst kiss mm-hmm. experience uh and my first kiss ever was at the scotts valley roller rink uh when i was like 12 and uh we kissed once and then she whispered in my ear I'm on probation. <laughs> what does that even Wait, mean? are you kidding? I'm not joking. Are you kidding? I swear to God. What is probation? She was, and, then, and I said, I'm sorry. And she said, I got busted for having marijuana. As a 12 year old? 12 year old. Did she have like the ankle thing around? Like, no, that kind she, of was on, she was on like, house arrest. arrest. Yeah, that's <laughs> but she was on probation. She was worried about. I think she saw like a police officer or something and I'm like, are oh, you not allowed to be out in public? She's like, no, I'm just worried. So Easton likes a bad girl. Yeah. So is that why she kissed you to kind of hide from the police officer, like I, hide her face? I don't, I, I don't know. Cause we, we went and saw Planet of the Apes, the Tim Burton one, and mm. then we kissed and then she, then I never saw her again. I oh. think that explains the tattoos a lot. Yeah. Yeah. She like instilled like a bad boy mentality into you, you know? Oh, well, yes. I mean, I am something of a bad boy, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, you, you you don't know what it's like to have kissed a fugitive, let me tell you. <laughs> Especially oh, as a 12-year-old. Did, did she think that would be alluring to you? No, I... I or was I, just a heads-up warning? Me, like, uh-huh. And I was like, uh, should we stop? And she's like, no. And then <laughs> we kissed again. Are they watching? Yeah, and then after it was done, I was like, uh, I mean, should I be like concerned? And she's like, no, no, I just wanted to let you know. And uh, That's considerate. My dad's a police officer, asked her who... <laughs> 
who her contacts were. Are you kidding? I'm not joking. Yeah, she, you know, we knew some of the same people. How long did you guys date for? Like three days. I was nice. 12, you know. The most riveting well, 36 seven, hours. Seventh right. But I was, it was funny to hear uh, Colton being everyone's first worst kiss. I will kiss. say, though, I didn't watch his season. But when I would watch the certain parts from it or the highlights... I always noticed he looked like a really rough kisser. Yeah. I just think it's lack of experience, maybe. Which is kind of endearing in a weird way. Would you <sighs> Would you agree? You want to know who looks like a bad kisser on Paradise? Uh-oh. Who? You? Uh, well, in addition to me, yes. Uh, John Paul Jones. Have you seen the way he kisses? He, like, goes full-on fish mode, like, like pucks the, cheap, the, the lips out a lot. Do you know well, who really? liked that, though? Tasha. Taj. Juan. Juan. Yes. Let's talk about their date. But before we talk about their date, let's take a quick break. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, well, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This is Ashley Iconetti from the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast. The state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at a historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Okay, great. And I'm glad, you, I'm glad you bring that up, Tori, because I do want to talk about the JPJ and the Tajwan and the Haley from this episode. Holy smokes. Because what, what's your, because here's my thing. And it's funny because Nick, Nick texted me, right? After this episode aired, he texted me. Wait, Nick who? 
uh, Viol. Oh, okay. You know, Nick, Nick and I are good, good friends, whatever. And he's got his like bachelor podcast, uh, Viol Files. Don't listen to that one. Listen to Almost Famous instead. It's, 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 it, way, it's so way that's better. weird. <laughs> plugging people to listen to Almost Famous instead. <laughs> Which you did plug on this week's episode. You, you said when in your conversation with Kaylin, but I do suck at dating. No, I plugged Help I Suck at Dating, not Almost Famous. You did on the TV show? Yes. Hey, you, thank you. That's awesome. Yeah. He did. I can't believe they aired that, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. <laughs> that was one of my texts to you, too. Yeah. I said, but I'm mad at you, but way to plug. Yes. Um, and Nick texts me and he goes, hey, what's up with this uh, JPJ guy? And it's funny watching this episode back because, look, I love John Paul Jones. Like, he's hilarious. He's like kind of hard to have like a real in-depth conversation with because he's just kind of like, whoa, like, bro, oh, cool. You know what I mean? But then watching these dates with Taj Juan and Haley, he like can't form full sentences. He's like laughing his ass off 90% of the time. His laugh. Yeah. Is wild. I have a bad laugh. When he said, this is my first ever Taj one-on-one. I didn't get that. Because her name is Taj Juan and they're on a one-on-one. So it just rhymes. It was like a, it was a punt. (laughs) I don't, oh. Taj Juan on one. I don't know why, you guys, I literally wrote this in the notes and I sat there and I was like, wrote in my notes and I said, I don't really get why this was so witty. Yeah. Well, it was, it was just beyond me. And it's it. actually really funny that you said that because, so when she came down, I'm sure you don't remember what she, what her date card read, but it said, find the Taj Juan you want to go on a date with. And it makes sense because her name is Taj Juan. So like mm-hmm. find the Taj Juan you want to take on a date. And I didn't know who it was when she walked down. I had no idea that her name was Taj Juan. And so she read that and I looked, looked around and I go, that was the weirdest date card I've ever heard. Like, that doesn't make any sense. I was like, what the hell is a Taj Juan? <laughs> I Wait, realized I later on that it's her, like, it took me a second to realize the pun as well. Yeah, you know no, because I, mean? I Googled, actually Googled what Taj means. Because I was like, maybe that means something one-on-one. Uh-huh. And then it was actually, it said, did you mean Taz, which is T-A-Z, and then that's a drug. So uh, I really didn't get it. And it turns it. out her name is, uh, her father's name is Juan. I don't, the whole, that mm-hmm. whole day was just weird to me. JPJ eating the food on a date. That's not that weird. That was made too is big. Is he like, yeah, like is is that, has anybody done that before though? Yeah, 100%. Who? I don't know, but. Are you just making up a rumor? That's not the weirdest thing on that entire, the whole date was just weird to me, was it not? Like. She's just so herself and JPJ is so himself that it's two very independent, eccentric people together. I guess. But I think it kind of worked because it was like, you're kind of quirky, I'm kind of quirky. And we just accept each other for where we're at. And Tajwan was immediately like obsessed with him, and that I think she, yeah. was tricky. She had a panic attack because of it well, when Haley came down. So I didn't really talk to Tajwan very much when we were on the beach, but she, I didn't realize how into JPJ she actually was. But yeah, she really liked him. But then he goes on a date with Haley, the and, twin from Ben season, right? Who is uh, Haley? Haley is Emily's twin from Ben season, and the date with Haley, aesthetically speaking. They look like they could be not like brother or sister, but they like they're both like platinum blonde, yeah. like really good looking people. Mm-hmm. And so just on paper, they made a lot of sense to me. They're both like quirky and fun and whatever. And I don't know. It was just funny to watch their date. <laughs> so he like came back and he was like super smitten about it. Um, but I think in tonight's episode on Tuesday, we're going to see like maybe a different side of JPJ, just judging by what we saw in the teaser for tomorrow's episode. Well, we saw JPJ get a little handsy with Haley with the sunscreen. Yeah, what'd you move? think of that? I love that they black boxed Haley's butt all the time. Yeah, I was going to ask, what bathing suit requires you to get I think a I think they were, it was just like a satire. Like they were just kind of being funny in the show. Mm. You know what I mean? Because it's not the first time they've done that. Right. But I was going to say, he kept saying, oh my gosh, Lord help me. Oh my gosh, my parents are going to kill me. 
while he's like literally rubbing his hands underneath her bathing suit. Sorry, mom. I'm with a really beautiful woman right now. (laughs) Yeah, literally. But I was thinking, I wonder how many, like, do you have any scenes you regret that or that happened where you're like, oh my gosh, if my friends see this, I'm going to be so embarrassed. Because you've been on four. Oh yeah, so many. But never like the sexual scenes like that. Like the crying scenes. I would like cry on TV and I'd be like, oh, my friends are going to give me so much for that. But crying? No, there's got to be something better. Is there something where you're like, I really hope this doesn't air? Um, in this season? Any. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of things. <laughs> I just uh, want you to say, I want this. I know there's one. What? <laughs> Is there? Do you know what I don't you want? know. You just know that I'm struggling right now? No, or? I just want you to tell me. There was a scene <laughs> from Bachelor Winter Games that I'm really happy didn't get aired. Okay, I would love to know more about it. Uh, was there a girl involved? Yes. Okay. We were hooking up in a place that we shouldn't have been hooking up. Ooh. I'm not going to get into much detail. A closet. Uh, it was jacuzzi. Da- it was dark. Uh, there might have been people around. Indoor, outdoor. And it was indoor, and that's as far as I'm going to say. Were you at the top of a mountain skiing? That's not indoors, is it? But well, wait, what was it about it that was so embarrassing? I don't care if it was. It's not that it was yeah. embarrassing. It's just like you know, you don't want to see yourself like getting super hot, like when you're. Kissing on a date or something, you're kind of like uh, contained and you're like, oh, we're just going to make out. But this one was like getting a little bit more like past first base in a sense. Not like super, not like hitting a home run or anything like that, but it, gotcha. it, things were progressing more than just a small little make out session. Okay. You're, okay. I, got, I think I think I understand what you're saying. Right. There it, was maybe some groping involved in on both to, of your parts. Sure. Sure. Yes. It, it's mutual very, groping. Very consensual. It was very, very consensual. Very mutual groping. <laughs> and they didn't air, they like teased a part of it in one of the, in the season premiere <gasps> preview, but they never actually aired any part of it in the show, which I'm pretty grateful for. And I think she was grateful for it as well. Just, you know, we were like, it was like a couple days in and we had been drinking a little bit and we were like just exploring. I would hate to watch myself make out it and grope someone. It could be game time someone. footage. It's good to kind of watch, maybe learn some new but that's what's, techniques. That was, that's Horrifying. what was so great about um, Bachelor in Paradise this time around because I've talked about this before. I stayed sober the whole time. And so there's no, there hasn't been much on this season where I'm like, oh man, like I'm kind of hopefully they don't air that because I didn't really, mm-hmm. yes, I did dumb things, but I didn't do like uh, things out of my own, I guess like, will or like control you know like when you get drunk you make a lot of bad decisions right. you wake up in the morning and you're like oh that crap. liquid courage right but i'm saying like you make those uh mistakes privately like on a friday night at bungalow you wake up saturday morning you're like a little stressed out you make those on national television and then you wait three months for something to air and you're like holy cow i really hope they don't air this for the entire like nation to see it's just a little bit different so how many girls do you think are going to go to bungalow this weekend now just hoping to see you there i haven't been to bungalow in years and i have no intention oh, to go back ladies sorry about that <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> Um, what else is going on? There is Kaylin and me. We okay. talked about that a little bit. Okay. 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 She pulls you aside because she had just spoken to Demi and Wells who said, Hey, mm. nobody's been able to tie him down. Mm-hmm. Are you sure everything is going as great as you think it is? And she says, yes, confidently. Yes. Wells actually does chime in saying nobody's tied down Dean. Unwranglable. Yes, that's correct. He did use that word. Yes. And then she brings you over to the, the bed. Were you expecting this conversation to happen? I'm going to tell you exactly what I was expecting. But before that, we're going to take a quick break. <sighs> you'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag. A watch that says it all. Jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh 
Well, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This is Ashley Iconetti from the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast. The state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at a historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com, Tennessee. Sounds perfect. Okay, so Tori's question was, was I expecting to have the conversation with Kaylin when she pulled me down to the daybed? And to answer it honestly and truthfully, no, I did not expect that. Mm. Because the entire time I'm down on the beach talking to Kaylin, I'm like, look, I don't know if I'm ready for a relationship. I don't really, I was like considering not even coming here because I'm kind of like anti-bachelor relationship to begin with. We're hitting it off. We have a lot of chemistry. We're having a lot of fun. But like, I think it's totally acceptable and responsible of you to like be guarding your heart from this. I would die. And the entire time she's like, yeah, like I get it. I get it. Whatever. We'll move slow. We'll figure this out. Blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden she was like, hey, come on. We need to have this serious talk. And I was like, what? This is so out of left field here. Like I figured we were on the same page. Like every chance I get, I remind you like how hesitant and apprehensive I am to jump into a relationship here. And then she pulls me down and she goes, well, what are your intentions? And I go, what do you mean? What are my intentions? I've been telling you like literally every hour on the hour since the first time we met what my intentions are. It's basically just to come down, have fun. If something happens, great. But at the end of all of this, this Bachelor in Paradise season, I'm probably not going to leave in a relationship. And I told her that multiple times. I was like, look, if we get to the end of the show, I'm probably going to want to leave single. In some weird way, I kind of don't believe you. 100% I'm telling you the truth. Because how is she so adamant saying we are going to walk away, possibly, like I can see us walking away in a relationship. Because she, just like every other girl that I've ever dated in my entire life, thinks that they can change my mind. (laughs) (laughs) But I wouldn't be very confident going, everything's going great between me and Dean, like, you know, like she, she really doesn't mention once that you're hesitant on your end. 
from the editing we see. And of course, like I said before, there's so much going on at all times. They can't air everything. But in, I was very clear and direct and she understood it and she still felt like she needed some clarity. And obviously, like I did my best to give it to her. It was still kind of an awkward conversation. Like I'm still not telling her the things that she wants to hear. But I'm not going to sit down there on that day, but and be like, yeah, I could totally see us like having a future together. I could totally see us doing this, this and this, because that's not necessarily how I felt. So why would I sit there and be like, yeah, I totally believe all this stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So the entire like and again, I've, I think I've been vocal about this on the podcast where I don't know if it was necessarily right for me to go down on that beach having that mindset where I didn't really want to date anyone. I just wanted to go and have fun. And then sure enough, like someone started to fall for me. We'll see this all come to a dramatic climax on Tuesday's episode. So I think like maybe everything will be answered. But here's where I'm bothered because this is like every guy. And Danielle, chime in if you think I'm wrong or right. Guys leave out major details in conversations. Mm. Girls, we're, we do assume, but we're not really quick to assume. Like we definitely have conversations. We talk about things and we take it all in. So I don't doubt that you said that, but I think also all of your actions are speaking way louder than your words. So she's like, we're obviously doing really great. Uh-huh. And then you go and give her a birthday surprise with champagne, yeah. a cake. You bring that in. She's telling you, hey, I just need you to tell me, like, why are you down on this beach? And you're telling her, I'm, I'm here taking it day by day with you. Let's just be present. Like, you're feeding her so many things that I think you aren't owning up to what you were doing. So you think it's messed up of me? I don't think it's messed up of you, but I think your actions are speaking way louder than your words. So either you need to own your actions and accept that, being like, this doesn't feel comfortable to me because I'm... I'm somebody who's a free bird and I live in a van and I'm happy. But like you got to own up to your actions because obviously your brain is way more than like where your heart is. Danielle, what do you think? I see where you're coming from, Tori. But I'm okay with Dean showing some affection, even though he's really not sure exactly what's happening. Yeah, thanks. It's going to have someone to have my back here. No, but for real. Like, I I totally feel that way. Like, no. As a a girl, as a chick, like, I'm like, oh, why is Dean doing that? But I understand Dean's side of it. But like this is the classic where Kaylin can quote unquote look kind of crazy because she's saying all these things and now Dean's saying he never really said anything opposite of that. But his actions were speaking so much louder than his words that it's like now she's going to be panned out to be this kind of crazy girl who's just obsessed with Dean and that's not the case. Like you were into her, you liked her or like I don't know what's going to happen. But like, that's so annoying that you're the guy that now is like, um, I'm cool, I'm chill, and I got this crazy chick who thinks I'm into her. And it's like, that's so annoying. Like, you're such the guy that everyone is so frustrated by. Dean can't handle how the show's edited. As long as he is You can't front, edit a hug and a makeout session no, in a but, pool. But we aren't seeing the conversations where you're saying all your intentions and how you're feeling. We haven't seen that. But if you're true, if you truly did have those conversations with her, I'm okay with it. Tour? No, it is I kind of, I, infuriating to me. It's actually. mixed messages. I see what, what Danielle is. is saying, and I kind of agree with what Tori is saying. Where I'm, the actions speak louder than we words. We just edit even, out where he says, "I agree." We'll take out the content. Even <laughs> if I'm saying these things, regardless of whether I'm saying them and being honest and direct and clear about that, I see your point because I'm still acting like I'm interested in keeping things going after paradise. You're saying one thing. Your tongue is saying another thing. Uh, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yes. And maybe that's why all of this is coming to a head on Tuesday's episode where maybe
maybe we'll have it all figured out after this. And you give her your rose. Like, everything about this makes me so frustrated. <laughs> I think you need to be patient and just see how it plays out. I know I need to be patient, but I'm assuming the situations that happened in the past of Bachelor in Paradise, so I really don't, you could have been pulling her aside just being like, hey, I, I really am all in, and I really can't jump to that, but that first conversation makes me very wary some of what this new conversation is going to be, but it's like, of course Dean would do this after he gives her the freaking rose. Have I given her the rose in this episode? Yes. Yeah. Well, what is your take on Bachelor in Paradise? There's a lot of couples forming. I'm starting to make myself look like an asshole. <laughs> Are you on my side? Are you on Kaylin's side? Do you love John Paul Jones? Do you hate Derek? I don't know. Let us hear your thoughts. Email us at isuckatdating at iheartmedia.com. Bachelor in Paradise is only halfway over, and I want to hear what you guys think. So email us, isuckatdating at iheartmedia.com. I'm where Kaylin's at. You're like, hey, I need it. I need to talk to you. And literally the whole room like kind of stops and just like stares as you and Kaylin walk down. And she's like, Dean, don't do this. Dean, are, are you serious? Do you really want to have a conversation right now? Dean, just tell me what's going on. And you're like, let's just go sit back at the, you know, let's just go chill. And I'm like, I can't tell if I, I trust Dean's actions right now or I'm trusting Kaylin's emotional state right now. Like, I don't know what side to be on, but I'm just, I'm annoyed. I can see that. I'm annoyed. I can really see that. And I think, you're making her out to look a little crazy. Um, I think that you will gain some clarity on the situation on tomorrow's episode, on Tuesday's night episode, after or before Chris and Crystal's wedding. Um, I know you haven't seen it yet, but I think that it'll help. And it does look like there's a lot of drama. At the wedding. Mm -hmm. yeah. But generally speaking, taking it out of the Bachelor in Paradise world, it's not great when a guy's like, you know, I'm just playing it cool. I'm just playing mm -hmm. it day by day. And then he comes over and makes out with you and takes you out all the time and well, sleeps over and whatever. It makes you feel cheap. That's the that's the effed up thing is, is you shouldn't go to Bachelor in Paradise not trying to leave in a relationship. He's taking it outside of the Bachelor realm. I what? was, but I see your point too. Oh, that's a good oh, point. Oh, I sorry. was taking it away from Bachelor just saying there are a lot of guys like that uh -huh. that are just going to take as much as they can get from you as long as you're willing to give it because they can always cover themselves saying like, hey, I said from the beginning, I don't want a relationship. Yeah, yeah we've been sleeping together for six months. Oh, sorry, I told you. You know, and it's just kind of a dick move. Uh -huh. It is. I agree. A big dick move. Not saying you're doing that exactly. We'll find out tomorrow night more. More of a little dick move, I guess. It really depends <laughs> on your interpretation of what the dick move is. Um, but yes, I agree with everything you guys are saying. I think that it's probably the reason that this podcast even exists. <laughs> I suck at dating. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing ever. <laughs> it, honestly, like I, I can't explain to you when I was watching that show. It's hard to I like, it, it's hard to, dying. in this instance specifically, it's hard to firmly believe something. In this case, me firmly believing I'm better off alone, but then you meet someone that you have like an instant chemistry with and you're like fighting your original belief that you want to be alone, you want to be single, and then you meet someone and like things are going well, there's not really any reason for you to end anything. Like that's kind of, I think, where all these tricky situations come from where you get like caught up on this mindset, like I'm going to stay single, but then you meet someone, things go well, they go well, they go well. Eventually it gets to a point where nothing really has ever gone wrong, but you still don't want to have a relationship. And so like you don't really have a reason to be like, okay, like obviously we should stop this. You know what I mean? Do you like the attention you get from being self-deprecating? Uh, I don't know if I can say that I like it. What do you mean? Well, you I think there's a lot You really own that title with pride, which the, is fine. The I suck at dating. No, the like you're like, yeah, Dylan and I were both very self-deprecating people. Yeah. 
do you enjoy the attention that brings where the girl's going to have to be like, no, I want to fix you. And you're like, I can't be fixed. And then she's like, okay, but I want to fight for you. And you're like, I, I'm not worth fighting over. Like, do you enjoy that attention <laughs> to somewhat level? And I need honesty. There's a lot of psychological issues that I have. I'm not saying. No, that. I need a yes or no. I don't know. I don't, I don't think you do. I don't enjoy the attention. No, I, don't I think, think you do. That's not, the, that's not the purpose of being self-deprecating. But I think that you get a little bit of like, oh, I love that somebody really wants to help fill that void or that that feeling that I have where I, I do long for someone, but no one can fix that. No one can be that ultimate void or fill that void. So you almost like the fact that somebody like really cares about you that much. To be like, I'm still here next to you. No, I think that I need someone to not care about me at all in order for me to be really interested in that. Oh, now he wants attention from this. I I do believe when you say, when you say I'm not worth fighting for, I do think you believe that. Sadly, I do think you believe that. Yeah. I don't think you're just saying that to be self-deprecating or to get sympathy or attention. I think you actually believe that, which makes me sad. Yeah, I mean, you're well, right. I look like a big dick. <laughs> but, on, <laughs> but on the other hand, what's Kaylin supposed to think? Like, this is this is the path that people go on. They have a chemistry. They kiss. They spend time together. They laugh. They have a great time. That is that usually is a road to a certain destination, right. and you're removing that destination. It's hard. It's never it's never black and white, right? There's not ever one path that gets you to a specific destination, as you're saying. But, but with you, you're not. I'm, I think most people in America are either on the path or consider themselves on the path yeah. that I am single and then I will meet someone and I will date them and then we'll get married and then we'll have babies. Right. And that's kind of the path. Yes. Mm. And you're not on that path. My path is I don't want to date anyone. I don't want to get married. I don't want to have babies. And so that way when I do date someone, I do get married and I do have babies, I'll know that it was like against my will, which makes it probably more perfect. So you're not even the guy who's like, I could have kids before marriage or... What? Like, you know how some people are like, oh, I don't really want to get married, but they could see themselves oh, having kids. Yeah. They're like, I would love to be a dad someday, but I don't really see marriage. I was in my picture. I would have to be in like a committed relationship. I don't necessarily have to be married. I see what you're saying. But I would, if I were to have kids, I would prefer to be married, I think. I don't know. Is that what you're asking? Kind of. I'm just saying, I mean, there's a lot of people that I'm meeting now where they're like, I don't really want the whole commitment of husband and wife to determine whether I need to be a dad or not. So I, like, I love kids. I would love to have kids. I think I'm going to make a great dad. But then... They I don't, don't think need marriage for that. I don't think it's a commitment thing. It's just more of like a government thing. <laughs> it's always one layer deeper. So you're saying, what you just said a minute ago is interesting to me. So you're saying that if you do get married one day, it will be against your will. But therefore, that means she meant that much to you, that she was powerful enough to conquer all of your previous plans of not getting married or having babies. I've been vocal about this before, uh, especially as it pertains to bachelor relationships. People go on a bachelor in paradise specifically where they go, regardless of what happens, I'm coming out of this in a relationship. If you go down onto the beach thinking that thing, or if you go to the bar thinking I'm going to meet my boyfriend tonight, you're not going to, you're going to see it through those rose colored lenses. You're not going to look at it as I'm going to find the person that's right for me. You're looking at it as I'm going to find the relationship that I want. You know what I mean? Yes. You're you're casting a role. Exactly. And so because of that, like you're limiting yourself and pursuing something rather than pursuing someone, I think in a situation like that. And that's not necessarily. There's actually something very romantic about what he's saying right now. Thanks, Mark. He's saying he's, I'm not getting married, period. So if there's a woman that comes along and blows his mind to the degree that he wants to marry her, wow. Right. Like she is really something special. I hope we all like her. That's kind of sweet. I mean, it's the same. It could be you, Tori. Who knows? <laughs> Definitely Wait, not. you have a dating story for us, right? Yeah, I need I need help. Okay, we're going to get into the uh, issues of your dating life. Mm-hmm. But before we do that, we're going to take one quick break, and I want to hear all about it, okay? 
perfect. Do you wish you could relive that little league home run all over again or that grade school spelling bee that you took second place in? Oh, so close to my heart. Mm -hmm. Your parents took them and saved them. Now it's up to you to preserve them. Don't save your Throwback Thursdays for just one day of the week. Bring new life to your old media with digitization. Get your digital files back on thumb drive or digital download through Legacy Box Cloud. Legacy Box is the box service you actually need. It's simple, it's safe, and it's smart. Just pack it, send it, they'll do the rest. Here's the breakdown of how it works. You load it up with your aging media. If it's videotapes, film, reels, pictures, even audio cassettes, all you got to do is send it in and sit back, relax, because Legacy Box will take care of the rest. Every item you send in comes with its own barcode so you can track them throughout the entire digitization process. In a couple of weeks, you'll get all of your old media plus shiny new digital copies on thumb drive or digital download through Legacy Box Cloud. I've used this service. It's fantastic. It's I just wanted to know that. It's amazing. Yeah. For anyone that wants to keep their old memories for the rest of time, your parents took them. It's up to you to save them. Digitally preserve your photos and videos before it's too late with Legacy Box. For a limited time, they are offering our listeners of Help I Suck at Dating a huge discount. Go to LegacyBox.com slash Dean to get 40% off your first order. Save your time and your memories. Go to LegacyBox.com slash Dean and save 40% and remember those moments for the rest of your life. Okay, Tori, you are an active dater. You're single. Mm-hmm. You're beautiful. You're a catch. You're a catch. I hate all of this. You are smart. You're funny sometimes. You are interesting. I think Tori's a catch. I think that's true. Oh my gosh, that's so nice. <laughs> <laughs> all of these things are true. You're going on dates and you have fun stories to share with us. Let's hear the story. Let's hear the dilemma that you're in right now. So I kind of mentioned it on last week's podcast that I'm dating somebody long distance. I don't know if I could really do, say we were dating. I don't know. Do you guys say dating just happens when you're just talking to someone? That's dating, I think, yes. Can I say that's it's dating? It's not exclusive. It's not boyfriend, girlfriend. It's right. dating. Okay. So I guess I'm dating this guy. I'm just going to say talking. That's what's talking. What was the issue too. last week? Because I don't think Dean was here for that. So basically I was saying how we are way more having to be invested in our phones to date each other mm-hmm. and that stresses me out because I like he's not the best texter which I usually would find attractive if we lived in the same city because then I could be like oh that's fine just come hang out with me I don't really like texting either huge FaceTimer so that does work in this favor um, but now the texting I have to read into every freaking text message mm. and it is so confusing what do you mean read into just like why the period or like why did you take two hours to respond You're or overanalyzing if everything. he sends something two hours should i should i this would actually be a great question for guys when you send a text to a girl let's say an hour after and then does it make a difference if a girl holds out on responding a little while after too um I did this when I was 19. I was really interested in a girl. We started talking, texting. I went back for winter break. She went back to her hometown for winter break. And she would text me like three hours after. And so I would set an alarm for three hours from that text to then text her back. You're kidding. I was 19, Tori. Okay. The point is we are all adults now and we shouldn't be doing this anymore. (laughs) The fact that you set an alarm is so petty. I will say this. It worked. We dated for a year and a half. We were boyfriend, girlfriend. So I'm not, but then actually comes to find out maybe like three months into our relationship, she would say things like, 
dude, I, I, I was so pissed off at you. Like when we first started talking to each other, you would text me back like seven hours later and I hated it. And I, I had to fight every instinct to stop talking to you because I didn't want to talk to you anymore. You know, but I was doing mm -hmm. it as a, uh, because I was overanalyzing these texts and I was saying, oh, she hasn't texted me in four hours. I'm not going to text her back for four hours. Or she sent two lines of text. I'm going to send two lines of text. She had an ellipsis at the end of her statement. I'm going to have three exclamation points at the end of my statement. That's what I'm saying. I was 19. We're not, we're not 19 anymore. We're past these games. But, <laughs> but we're not. This overanalysis still goes on on a daily basis. But it shouldn't. Agreed. But it does. But it shouldn't. I, I do think it's a bad sign. Like, I don't look, some people are more attached to their phones than others. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, I consider myself a busy guy. I got two kids, wife, job. I get back to you pretty quickly when you text me, don't I? You actually really do. Yeah. So he saw the text when it came in. That's what bothers me about it. I'm quite confident he, he saw it. He could be. So I'm, when I was at UCLA playing sports, you'd be in like f game film time or whatever, mm. watching film and you'd be secretly texting, but like you had to really be like quiet about it. Like I do get, okay, so basically he's an athlete. So I have to abide by his schedule way more than he has to abide by mine, mm -hmm. which I'm fine with. So basically he's out of practice around like, let's say eight. So that'd be six my time. And then he goes to bed by 10. So we have like two hours to talk. So I don't know what he's doing in those two hours. I don't know if he's really that done. I don't know if he's just watching film. I don't really know mm. the status. So I give, I really extend grace on texting people back slowly because I do know life's crazy. I just, do I need to, this is part one, do I need to respond when he responds or do I actually give it time to kind of create more of a chase or more of a no. what's happening? No, or should I ignore some of his texts? Don't, don't play games. Don't play games. Don't wait intentionally to like do the same thing he's doing. Definitely don't do this. Never, ever call him out for taking so long to text you back. Never do that. So that's what I said on the last podcast. I was like, it's hard that I can't express like, hey, it sucks that like you respond so slowly when we only have two hours to talk. It's not going to improve anything. No. It's not going to make anything better if you call him out and say, hey, I, I don't like that you don't text me back right away. It's, if anything, it's only going to make it worse. It's going to push him further away. At least in my case, like if someone's people do say that to me, like I have close friends who sometimes say like, why don't you text me back quicker? Why don't you do this? And all it does is like aggravate me to the point where I'm like, I'm doing the best I can here. I'm texting you back when I can text you back, when I like find time to text you back, either mentally, physically, whatever it is, like say I'm preoccupied, whatever you like kind of nagging me and like like scaring me into texting you back faster. It's not going to make, it's not going to make anything better. But is that a sign that maybe it's just not the person you want to have respond if you consider it as nagging? Got to well, give him the benefit of the doubt a little bit if he's an athlete. Cause that, that totally. does change things. Obviously totally. if he's on the field, he can't respond to you and he probably isn't seeing it. So I mean, Absolutely. I think I might take back what I said about him seeing the text when it came in. Okay. It would be nice if he did something like, sorry, just got out of the shower. Yeah. Something like that would be great. I agree. And that's kind of the happy medium I think we're looking for. It would be the happy medium. And I, he's the first to text me all the time. Not all the time, but like enough where we're still keeping conversation going. I've very rarely ever shoot a text first. Let me ask you this. Do you need him to text you back faster? Do I need a man? No. But that's <laughs> but my like you want a man. <laughs> <laughs> but that's my point is you don't need him to text you back faster. So why are you putting such an emphasis on wanting him to text you back faster? I think kind of resting in the unknown for, cause I've been realizing we've talked for almost like two months now uh -huh. and being in that unknown for two months is kind of brutal I where agree. you're it's... not like, okay, we don't, he has a game out here in November. Like I'll see him then, but it's really hard to not feel special during those times of waiting. I think it would be a mistake for you to put all your eggs in this basket, personally. Mm -hmm. I'm, I don't oppose that either. 
I think that you shouldn't, um, this goes back to kind of what we were talking about earlier. You shouldn't like try to force something to come of this. If something comes of it, awesome. But if nothing does, that's perfectly fine then because you're just gonna be able to move on anyways. Like don't try and force something that isn't there. Well, I'm still dating other people. So okay. I'm not like, Good. this is my husband. But you want someone who makes you feel like you are their number one priority. Yeah. And, and a professional athlete, they may not even be possible. And I do accept that I'm fine being your like number three, your number four, your number five. I actually don't mind that because I understand that lifestyle where you're like, my coach def- like technically kind of goes first. You have to report to the coach first. And mm-hmm. then, you know, like your family, depending on where you are in no, your relationship. You should be number two, I think, behind. Well, if, he's, if she's like his coach. wife or something, maybe. But Maybe. That's true. Know. Yeah, I got to wait for wife status for that. Like your family should go before He me. might be seeing other people as well. I don't think so. Is I'm that, okay is if that he your is. ego saying that or no, no, do you no. actually believe that? I just that? think like this kid literally has no time. Okay. As of right now, because they're in camp. Right. But I wouldn't mind if he's dating other people. I really wouldn't. Hmm. That doesn't make me like, What is it about jealous. this guy that you like so much more than the other people that you're dating? I like that he's like confidence. Like he can command you, a room if we were going back to the beginning. You probably like that he's less available than the other guys that you're dating. Maybe. And I do agree with that. My, but my work's not super... I don't really have a lot of time in my day either to be like, let's go do this. Or we can take a weekend off. Like I have to send work at, on Sundays. Right. But you're you typically know? the one that's hard to reach and get a hold of. And now someone is more difficult than you are in that <laughs> sense. And you find it attractive. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Okay. But here's my main question. Okay. So going back to texting. Okay. So again, I don't really text him first ever, but he had a game. So I said, I'll be sweet. Then I realized I sent it and they're three hours ahead for this game. So he was on the field by the time he got this. The loss could be in my bad luck for him not seeing this. So I said, good luck on your game. A heart emoji. Ooh. Good luck on your game is kind of a cute, girly text. What color, what color heart? It's not how people talk. <laughs> You're right. I agree with Mark. Go get him, tiger. <laughs> Go get him, tiger. Um, it was a purple heart emoji. Hey, that's my favorite like color, that's purple neutral. heart. Well, I always go purple heart, too. Oh, why? It's just my favorite color. Do you think that there's different interpretations between the yellow, the blue, the purple, the red? I do. I think that a red heart is pretty like pretty lazy. It's just like a friendly like heart. Here's a heart. You know? You think red is friendly? I think uh, it's just like the squint, like this most commonly accepted heart color. And so you don't it has, think it's like love, passion, overstepping. It just it's the color that you associate with hearts, and because of that, it has no, not as much meaning as the others. Wow. A personalized heart. You went out of your way to choose a different color heart besides the red one. Like I always send purple hearts because purple is my color. You know what I mean? If you send a, a color heart that's different than the red one, that means that you're going the extra mile to share a little bit more about yourself than just a red heart. See, I think of like flowers when I think of fla- of um, the emojis. Like yellow's friendly. Right. Red's passionate. Mm. Like you bring yellow flowers to your grandmother. Sure. You'd bring red to your girlfriend. So you chose purple to kind of de-romanticize it a bit. Yes, but apparently it made it more romantic. I think you did. I think I didn't send this to you. <laughs> okay, so then Friday at 12 a.m. So it's to his time, 12 my time. Haven't heard from him in eight hours. He goes, thanks, we lost. I didn't play. We just landed and got cell service again. Okay. Lots of periods. Uh-huh. Thanks, we lost, period. He's probably I didn't upset. play, period. He's probably upset. We just landed and got cell service again. I panicked. I didn't respond. Uh, Was that wrong? Did you think he's mad? I just felt like I didn't really know... It, well, first of all, it is hard when somebody doesn't say like, thanks for reaching out or something mm. at the end to mm. make you feel like, okay, you want to engage in this conversation. I don't like this. I think that you're an athlete, obviously you played at UCLA. 
he is trying to make an NFL roster. He didn't play in the game. In a game that's pretty like crucial for him to be able to make that it's roster. It's preseason. Yeah. It's actually really not. But that here's important. the thing: he's not guaranteed. No one's ever guaranteed a roster spot in the NFL, and especially this guy. Like I'm sure he's. He's definitely on the roster. I don't. Say, I would not say definitely. No, he definitely. If he's is. not playing in the third preseason game that's of the NFL really, season, it's the most important game of the season. Dean is right, and I get these grumpy that he didn't play in the third game of the preseason. He's upset. Like he. Mm. I'm not saying like it's your responsibility to console him, but you also shouldn't expect him to like have all these lovey-dovey like open. Mind, like not open-minded, but like these long drawn-out responses because he lost the game. He didn't play in a game that's kind of important for him to be able to make that roster like definitively, and he's just upset. Like I don't, I don't think it's the really starters playing the third game. Yeah. So what should I have responded, or yeah. am I reading into the text wrong? Like I think that was something of like, here's your facts. I do think it was nice that he was like, sorry, I just got service back from the plane. Like I get that, but it wasn't. Thanks for wishing me good luck. He's just grumpy. He's it grumpy. wasn't you. He yeah. was just grumpy. He's not, I don't think he's going to go out of his way to carry on a conversation when he's in a headspace where he's disappointed. And think of how tired he is after a game. Well, after, he didn't play in the game. Well, that's so true. I, I guess he's standing <laughs> on the sidelines the whole time. <laughs> I really oh, that's think, so sad. I really think that's what it is. He's like he's really disappointed in the, the fact that he didn't get a play, that they lost the game, and it's like maybe he just doesn't want to talk. Like you get in those modes where you don't want to talk to anyone. I, I, that's honestly what I interpreted it as. So we all interpreted the same way, saying that he was grumpy, and I really shouldn't have responded. You definitely should have responded. I definitely should have responded. Yeah. I thought about maybe like liking it as a message. No, you don't want to. You don't want to fight his shortness with your own shortness. You also don't want to fight it with more openness. Just be like, uh, like that sucks. I'm sorry, you guys lost. I hope you got to get some more playing time next week. Like you guys are gonna kill it. Like something like that. I don't know why that seems so bad to me. <laughs> like when I hear that, I'm like. Eh. I don't know why it does either because it sounds perfect to me. Because I think maybe I've I've been in this scenario where, you know, you got it next time, you'll get it. And you're like, no, like the reality is like I'm not playing well and I don't need you to blow air up my bum <laughs> to make me feel better. So then ask him, be like, what's the deal? Why didn't you play? Why did you guys lose? Like ask him those questions. That seems more gnarly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what my happy medium is, but I'm really, I'm struggling with this whole because also that's like his career. So I can't just be like, oh, you're fine. Because I know he's not, maybe. But I do know he's fine. So then ask him to like open up about it. Maybe be like, why didn't? Why do you think you didn't get a play today or something like that? I don't know. I think that So you, it's been like 48 hours. So I don't think I can respond. Right. And I think that you made the mistake by not responding. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that. You messed up. I messed up. Okay. <laughs> but you can still recover, of course. Yeah. Plenty of time How to How can I recover? I, mean, I was just going to wait until he responds back. You could even text him now and be like, hey, look, I'm... S- Hey, I'm talking about you on a podcast. Not even that, but just be like, I hope things. I th- hope things are. I hope you're feeling better since the last time we spoke. Like, how are things going now? Like something like that. Like simple. Just. Oh, I actually kind of like that. Thanks. Wow. No, that was actually really good. I'm lukewarm on it, honestly. <laughs> okay, wait. Okay, this is good. This is good. Can you tell me? No, I just. I don't love. I don't think you refer back to that night at all. I don't want to associate anything with that night. If it's new, it's just going to be how's your day going? Have you seen this? Oh my gosh, I'm watching the show on Netflix. It's so no, great. No, I like no, a no. new conversation. Disagree. Disagree. If they're just going to brush over it, what is that going to be indicative of their forever relationship? Yeah. Oh, hey, I'm going to be disappointed a couple times, but just so you know, ignore everything that I do and say during those times. <laughs> no, like ask him to like open up about she it. She missed her chance to ask him to open up about it. He's not even thinking about that anymore. That's it's what three I'm days later. You don't want to take him back to that dark place. There's going to be a call to action in this next text that you sent to him, right? There's going to be because you want a response. You want to invoke a response the response isn't going to be about that last interaction about the game about his lack of playing time just say hey i hope things have gotten better by the way how are you like what are you doing this week it's the response is going to be about what he's doing now and how he's doing now not about how disappointed he was 48 hours ago 
just acknowledge the fact that he was disappointed. You don't know that for sure. You're reading into his text, which is going to annoy him. Acknowledge the fact that he maybe wasn't the happiest person in the world by just saying something like, hopefully... Team morale is higher. I don't know. Something along those lines. I don't like it. Something like along those lines. There needs to be some sort of... You act. wouldn't like somebody reading into your text. There needs to be some sort of address to that other We don't thing know that he was before grumpy. Before we can move on. We're that assuming he we was didn't grumpy. We didn't know he was grumpy. It might have been fine. If you're building a bridge, you can't stop building a bridge here and then just go on to the next pillar without building a road across it first. We got to get from here to there somehow. Okay, fine, but I don't think you acknowledge his grumpiness, which is alleged. Don't say, hey, I know you're grumpy. How are you now? But you can't say, hey, I hope you're feeling better. <laughs> That's a good point. Say Because like, then I'm assuming. Did you watch the game? Uh, I couldn't because it's preseason. Right, and they don't and air it? They don't air Maybe it. Maybe look at pilots and be like, damn, number 94 sucked. You would have done way better than him. By the way, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> I feel way less great about this because I don't. I also, it is an ego thing on my behalf. I don't really want to be the person who's texted you twice. But he texted you back last. You never responded to it. You left him on red. Yeah. Now he's not going to text but you back. But he didn't engage, and hopefully your night went better. Or Dude, you're something. I'm down so with much. waiting for him to text you. No, I am. Okay. No. No. I just wanted to get somebody who's on my side. So, Mark, yes, I agree with you. There's nothing, there's nothing urgent to happening here. There's no wanna, reason to text him. Do you want to talk to him? Like, do you want to know how he's doing? Are you interested in what, like, what, what his day is looking like? I don't know why I'm getting so stressed out about like talking to him. So sometimes I'm like, yeah, that's fine. I could see myself just like moving on. But then I also think that's just like my ego, and then like the pride thing of but, letting down walls, actually admitting to having like somewhat feelings attached to that. I don't want to be a jerk and repeat myself, but I'm going to be a jerk and repeat myself. Do you want to know how his days are going? Yeah. Are you interested? So yes. then text him and say, how is your day going? But I'm fine I've, with that. But I've gone two days without knowing how his day's going. So I'm kind of like, I get team Mark where he says. It's Monday. Be like, hey, I hope you had a great weekend. But he didn't have a great weekend. I hope. Well, I, I don't know. He might have. That was Friday night, right? Yeah. 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 I, he might have had a great weekend. I hope you had a good weekend in Cleveland. Oh, yeah, man. That was. Want to watch Bachelor in Paradise together on FaceTime tonight? Yeah. Uh, what do you guys think of this situation? If you guys want to weigh in, give us an email at isuckatdating at iheartmedia.com. Are you team Dean? Are you team Tory? Team Mark? Easton hasn't said much. Are you his side? You just want to sit back, relax, and not say anything. We want to hear your thoughts. Email us, isuckatdating at iheartmedia.com. Do we want to do one listener email before I do you? have one from Madison here. I've been dating a guy for three months and we hadn't yet defined it, but knew we were taking it slow and headed toward a relationship. This is very, actually, is exactly what we've been talking about. Last week, however, we talked and he said that he feels something might be missing for us to take that step to DTR, to find the relationship, and he wants to take a break. I was devastated. His reasoning is sometimes he doesn't appreciate something until it's gone. What are your mm. opinions on taking a break? Uh, probably not a good sign. No, I think this is, this is, he's, he's not into this. No. I'm sorry, Madison. He's not feeling this. He can't say when you try to define the relationship and he says, yeah, let's define it as us not being together. Cause I don't appreciate things till they're gone. That's a cop out in a big way. He's probably he's talking to someone else. He wants to feel no guilt about that. He wants to see if that can progress and escalate faster than what they're doing. He... Yeah, that's a pretty shady thing to be doing. You don't take a break after three months. I rarely relate to this guy. I kind of get it. I mean, I think it's selfish to say, hey, I only miss something when it's gone. But sometimes you really need to be like, I need to take a step away from this and see if this is something that I, do I still think about you? Mm -hmm. Do I still want to hear about your day and text you about that? Do I still want to be engaged? Sometimes you take a step back. 
I don't know. I agree with Mark. I don't think it's necessarily a good sign for Madison here. You, you might as well take the step back now before you're a year in and he needs a break. Sure. I, I, I think you move on. If this guy comes a call in a month from now and saying, I missed you so much, you can evaluate at that point. But I think mentally you need to be done with this. Yeah. How long would you guys say a break can last up until before expiring? Two weeks. I'll go with that. <laughs> no more than a month. I'd so, say a month. Max. Easton has been quiet all episode. Uh, <laughs> two weeks. Yeah. yeah. Short. Okay. So it's two weeks. Are you allowed to date people in between breaks? Well, so this is what I was going to say for Madison. Take the take. Obviously, you're not going to fight for this. If he wants to take a break, don't like be like, no, no, no. Like, let's stay together. Take the break. Don't focus on him and his and your relationship with him. Date other people because he's going to. Yeah, hundred mm-hmm. percent for sure. Use this time to yeah. actually like decide for yourself, even if he's worth staying around and date and continuing to date. In my opinion, um, it sucks. She said she was devastated, but yeah, like. Three months is a long time. If you have gotten to the three-month mark, it's 90 days, and you still are like uncertain and you want to take a break, it's because you want to explore other options. I mean, three months is a good time to evaluate things. That's a good little, you know, Three months is usually marker. the time, right, where you're saying either we're going to not continue dating or we're going to become boyfriend-girlfriend. Yeah, I agree with that. But what does a break mean? I think a break is thinking, I've spent a lot of time with you. Do I want to keep spending time with you? And if he's not sure, that's not a good sign. Advice for Madison, take the break. Don't fight it. Go on dates with other people. If you continue to think about him, maybe let him know that. Maybe he'll continue to think about you too, and maybe you guys can come back together. I would not put, I would not bet on that happening, um, but I would encourage you to date other people. Hey, how would you like to meet Dean at a baseball game in San Francisco? I don't know who would ever want to do that. <laughs> Has that yeah, been no, a thanks. dream of yours since you were a little girl? Well, the Giants <laughs> are playing the Padres on August 29th. That's this Wednesday. Thursday. That's this Thursday, everybody. He's going to be there along with Vanessa. Hey. And Becca and Tanya from Scrubbing In with Becca and Tanya. All my favorite girls. That's right. Uh, The meet and greet's happening at Oracle Park in San Francisco, but you need a ticket to the game in order to get to where the meet and greet is happening at the Alaska Airlines club level and the flight deck. It's in left field. Anyway, it's 530 on Thursday. This is not an official Giants event, so game tickets don't include a giveaway item or food beverage. I don't know. That's a disclaimer, I guess. <laughs> Get your tickets at groupmatics.events slash scrubbing. Mm-hmm. Okay. This isn't scrubbing. This is, is a Becca and Tanya event. I'm, just, I'm just tagging along. <laughs> groupmatics.events slash scrubbing, okay. and you can get the baseball ticket and meet Dean and Tanya and Can Becca. you spell groupmatics for our listeners, please? Sure. G-R-O-U-P as your group right there. And then M-A-T-I-C-S, groupmatics.events slash scrubbing. Mm. Watch baseball. Enjoy Becca, Tanya, Dean, and Vanessa. I'll probably put a swipe up on my Instagram story to make it a little, be- a little bit easier. Groupmatics is a weird website. Uh, but but I've been to it, and it's fantastic. Oh. It'll get you exactly what you're looking for. Great. What Are you going to wear your Angels jersey with Unglert <laughs> on the back of it? I don't think I'm allowed to. Who are, they, who are they playing? They're playing the Padres, but they're National League Angels or American uh, League. You're fine. I'm going to wear that. I'm probably wear like a Broncos jersey or something. That's even weirder, I think. <laughs> I actually, I, I do have a Giants jersey. So I'll be, oh, you do? Yeah, because we're there, I'll probably wear the Giants jersey. That's a good call. My best friend is a Giants fan, so he's like giving nice. me a couple of his jerseys. Does it say unglered on the back of it? It does not. I think it's actually playerless. It just is one of those generic, like it'll stand the test of time. I respect it. Yeah. Yeah, um, good. Are you going, Mark? I'm not going. couple reasons. The main reason is I was not invited. <laughs> also, uh, this weekend, Labor Day weekend, I'm going out of town with my family. Uh, but uh, no one asked me to go to San Francisco. Nice. Yeah. Well, thanks for leaving. you're going to be missed. Your presence will be missed. <laughs> I would love to go. It sounds awesome, actually. Tori, you're going. 
Yes, I am. Great. So if you're listening to this and you see Tori there on Thursday, please give your advice on what she should do with her <laughs> NFL player boyfriend. <laughs> but like, actually. <laughs> Anyways, enjoy Bachelor in Paradise tomorrow night, which will be Chris and Crystal's wedding. We're going to see some new arrivals. And I feel like I've done pretty well for myself in Paradise up until this point, not to toot my own horn. Tori's shaking her head over here. If I self-deprecate, she hates it. If I build my, if I toot my own horn, she hates it. Well, there's no winning over here. True. Anyways, uh, for the first time this season, at least from my perspective, I believe I will receive a lot of scrutiny on the internet. And if you feel like I'm being an idiot, please feel free to tweet me and let me know how much of an idiot I'm being because I just I need to know. And I think that'll be good content or good a good ability for me to learn and grow from and good content for the podcast at Giant Stadium. Um, anyways, big thank you to our sponsors, of course. Big thank you to Sleep Number and Legacy Box. Big thank you, of course, to Tori for sharing her uh, dating story with a sports player on a team that is unknown, on a position that is unknown because she <laughs> prefers to keep it anonymous. Big thank you to Mark Easton and, of course, Danielle. So we're going to talk to you next week, but we will be talking to you from San Francisco. So be sure to tune in then where maybe we will suck a little bit less. Follow Help by Suck at Dating with Dean, Vanessa, and Jared on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations, Flatiron Plaza in New York City and Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share black-led products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.